Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Today's episode is another bonus. This is the audio version of a video that I did on my second channel where I talk about student loans because I know a lot of people out there are dealing with student loans or other kind of debt, and it sucks. Like, debt is like this anchor around your neck, weighing you down, feeling like you can't take risks and opportunities, feels like you're never gonna get out from under it. I have been there, but fortunately I did get out from under it from $50,000 of student debt, actually a little bit more than $50,000, and I talk about exactly how in this episode. But before we get into that, I wanted to mention a couple things. First of all, I just started a newsletter where every week I'm gonna send out an email with a link to every piece of content that I've put out that week on my main channel, on my second channel, podcasts, if I did an interview or anything else like that that maybe you would be interested in, as well as links to whatever I'm reading or listening to or watching this week. So a lot of people ask about that too. So if you wanna sign up for that, there is a link to that in the show notes or you can go to prmbanewsletter.com. And of course, I will never sell or share your email address or send you spam or ads or anything like that, just links to our content Also, I wanna thank everyone who supports us on Patreon. We really, really, really appreciate that as actually because of Patreon that I was able to start doing in the podcast in the first place. It's the reason I was able to hire our producer and editor, Deanna Chapman, to help out. She's the person that pretty much makes all this thing happen. And I would not be able to do it without the support of everyone on Patreon, so thank you very much. If you would like to support us on Patreon, there's a link to that in the show notes. You get the podcast early. There's a members-only Discord server that I'm in all the time. There's a chance for me to review anything that you want me to review, whether that is your music or a video or a portfolio or anything like that. So if that sounds interesting, you can hit the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash thepunkrockmba. And also, if you need help with your podcast, Deanna Chapman is the person to talk to. She is amazing. Cannot say enough good things about her, so there's a link to her site in the show notes. And with that out of the way, let's get into the show. So what I wanna talk about today is everybody's favorite topic, or actually probably their least favorite topic, debt, specifically student loans and credit cards. If you rewind the clock to about five years ago, I had like $50,000 in student loans left to pay off, and I also owed the IRS $11,000 because I fucked up my taxes and I got a bill from them one day that like literally gave me panic attacks to check the mail every day for the next like year and a half. Even now, sometimes still, like when I get the mail every day, I'm like a little bit scared. Like my heart actually starts beating a little bit faster because I'm afraid I'm gonna get a bill from the IRS. Like that's how scared I am of the fucking IRS. That is a lot of fucking money, right? And I managed to pay it all off in about four years. And I'm gonna tell you how I did that because I think the way that I did it is pretty much applicable to anybody that wants to pay off a debt or just in general, like make more money. Broadly speaking, there's two ways to attack it. and The first one is pretty obvious. You reduce your expenses. That's all the obvious shit. Don't spend money on dumb things you don't need. Cancel your subscriptions to stupid shit. Don't buy vinyl and comics and whatever else you waste your money on. Live at or below your means. Like we live in a fairly small two bedroom condo, which is still expensive because it's Seattle and everything's fucking expensive here. But you know, we could afford something much bigger than this, but we choose not to because we want to keep our expenses lower. We have one car that we share because my wife works 
downtown, she takes the bus. I don't really drive that much, so we share a car. That part's pretty easy to understand. The other side of that equation that people don't talk about as often is increasing your income. So if you keep your expenses low and your income goes up, all of a sudden now you can really aggressively pay off that debt. And that's what I did. Learn a skill that other people find valuable and then go network and find people to pay you how to do it. I used to do like freelance graphic design and websites and stuff like that here and there. I'd get $500 here or $1,000 there to make somebody a website back in the 2000s or whatever. Kind of didn't really do any freelance work for a long time because it's hard to have a day job and then also find the time and energy to do freelance work. But when I got that bill from the IRS for $11,000, I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is not good. This is scary. I need to find a way to pay this shit off. What I did is I doubled down on my digital marketing skills. That was the skill that I chose to learn because I knew that other people found that valuable. How did I know that other people find it valuable? Well, it's pretty simple. Like the thing with marketing that makes it such a great skill set is that it helps other people make money. So if you pay me $1,000 a month to do some marketing stuff that makes you $5,000 a month, you'll do that, right? Like, yeah, you don't want to pay somebody $1,000 a month to do anything. But you know, if you pay Finn $1,000 and you'll get $5,000, dollars back, you can justify that investment, right? Marketing in that way, I think is a very good skill to learn because it's inherently valuable. It helps other people make money, which means they will pay you a lot for it. So that's what I chose to do. I really just doubled down on all my digital marketing skills, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube and Google ads, how to build landing pages, email marketing and marketing automation. I realized that my skills there were maybe like a four or a five, but I wanted to get better. So I just took advantage of all the free resources or cheap resources that are out there and and I just dove in for a month or two and got way better at it to the point where I then felt comfortable asking people to pay me for it. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like 
dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use HyperFollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. I got a bunch of freelance clients over those couple years, probably probably like 10 or 12 different clients over, over the course of those few years that are paying me between 500 and like $1,500 a month to do this stuff for them. Uh, a bunch of bands, like I've talked about before, like A Day to Remember and Periphery and Issues, Fly South Management, which is the company that manages all of them, did some stuff for Intervals, did stuff for Horizon Devices, which is Misha from Periphery's pedal company, did stuff for Get Good Drums, which is Misha and Nolly and Matt from Periphery's drum software company. A friend of mine is a, a venture capital investor, and so he brought me in to work with some of the companies that he had invested in to help them grow. So there was like a sock company. I consulted for a guy that makes like fancy dog treats. You know, it doesn't matter to me what you do. I think it, my skill set as a marketer, I think I can help your company grow. And so you might be asking yourself, cool, well, how do I get clients like that? Well, I talked about this in my video about how I ended up working with a data remember and periphery, so I won't repeat all that, but really what it comes down to is word of mouth. You find one person to start with, and if you do a good job with them, they will tell other people about you. And, and even if they don't, you can take the work that you did for them and use that to shop it around to other people. So for example, the dog treat company. Let's say that I knocked it out of the park for the dog treat guy and I grew his business 30% over 90 days or whatever. I could put together a case study and then go around to everybody else that I can think of that either makes pet treats or any kind of packaged food product or whatever and say, look, uh, I helped this dog treat company grow 30% in 90 days. I can do the same for you. You're gonna have to put yourself out there. You're gonna have to make some phone calls. You're gonna have to go to events and shake some hands. And I know for introverts like myself, I do not enjoy doing any of that shit. I hate talking to strangers in groups, but you have to force yourself to do it. Go on meetup.com and search for whatever it is you do, like photography or design or you know engineering, whatever it is, there's a meetup for what you do in any city in the US. And if you go there and talk to people, shit will happen. And so that's what I did for three or four years. It was fucking hard. You know, I'd get up at five or 5.30 every morning and work until nine or 9.30 every night. I did the same thing on weekends. I was getting up, I mean, I still get up at 5.30 on the weekends to work because I'm busy with other shit now, but it was really hard. You know, I gave up, I, I have not really had a very active social life ever. Certainly not in the past like six or seven years because I've focused so much on work. You have to choose your priorities. Do you want to play video games and watch Netflix and 
hang out with your friends or do you wanna pay off that debt? I'm not here to tell you what your priorities should be, that's up to you, but you do have to choose. You know, every hour you spend playing video games or watching Netflix is an hour that you're not spending either learning that skill or finding a new client or working for that client. I worked my fucking ass off for those three or four years. Like if you told me to work that hard now, I don't know if I could because it was so draining and so difficult. But I was like, you know what? I have the opportunity to make a lot of money right now and this is not gonna last forever. So I'm gonna jump on this and I chose to make those sacrifices. It was hard, but I'm glad I did it. So there were some months, like the most I ever made in a month, I think from freelancing was like four or $5,000. And this was on top of my day job at Creative Live at the time. So you can imagine if you're making a few thousand dollars a month freelancing, in addition to your day job, you can knock that debt out pretty fast. And I finally did it and it was a big check. I wrote a check for like $14,000 or something like that. It sucked sending that check in, but now it's gone. Like I do not have any debt anymore. Like no credit cards, no student loans. I paid off my car, the IRS has paid off. And it's because I worked my motherfucking ass off for three or four years. All those super early mornings where I was getting up at 5.30 a.m. to work and staying up until 10, you know, working 18 hours a day, six or seven days a week. It was worth it because you know how scary it is to have all that debt. So that's kind of my takeaway. Hopefully you don't have as much debt as I did. Like if you owe say $8,000 or something like that, that might seem to you right now like an impossibly huge amount of money that you don't don't know how to pay off. I remember I got that bill for $11,000 from the IRS and like I said, it made my fucking heart skip a beat. I couldn't think or talk for like hours because that just felt like such a terrifyingly huge amount of money to me. And I mean, it still is. What I wanna tell you is that if you develop a skill that other people find valuable and you put yourself out there to find people who will pay you for it and you like really commit to that and make that a priority and put it ahead of things like video games and comics and going to shows and playing in a band and hanging out with your friends. If you make that a priority, you can find people who will pay you more money than you think. And if you hustle for a few years like I did, you'll be able to knock that shit out way faster than you probably think. If you really choose to attack it instead of just like being stressed out and scared of it. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you wanna help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really wanna support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. 
Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!